Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So apparently, not sure if you realize this, but the gas prices are up again. And they're high. Well, I mean, did you see this? Maybe the first 500 or 1,000 times uh, that it was posted on social media, etc. You may have missed it, so I want to make sure you understand it. A few weeks ago, I did an episode uh, on have you looked at the grocery store prices recently? And I mentioned that for some reason, people seem to overlook the other prices, but gas prices becomes a huge thing. Now, let me just put it out there that no one likes paying high prices at the gas pump because it it does affect everything else like shipping costs, food costs, trucks, all of that. Um, But whining about it on social media is not going to change a a, a thing on it. You know, I saw a meme that said, I just got approved for a mortgage and I close next week on a tank of gas. So that's kind of funny, you know, pretty harsh out there. Or I've seen, uh, I told them to take me to someplace expensive and he took me to the gas station. The national gas prices are up. They're four thirty-six a gallon, four sixty-nine for the middle grade, four ninety-six for premium, and already they are over five thirteen for diesel. Um, so diesel that should be the cheapest gas. Not really sure why that is so high. But if you really want to be upset, try living in California right now. The average regular gas is five seventy-three. The middle is five ninety-two. Premium is over six oh five a gallon, and diesel is now six twenty nine. Uh, they've had some places that are over eight dollars a gallon in California. So some of the memes have been funny in a parody. He went to Jared for jewelry. Well, instead, it shows a man down on his knee uh, with a red gas can, and it says he went to Exxon. So funny there. Uh, one of my favorites, though, is wine is now cheaper than fuel. So drink. Don't drive. That is probably one of the best uh, advice that we could give you here. Uh, Also, you'll see more biking and motorcycles and electric cars. But, of course, those costs are probably going to go up, too, so you won't be immune to this. They will get you one way or another. Now, we know that things like this go up and down, and I do feel for the people who had to commute back and forth to work every day. But, please, this, uh, as we know, too shall pass. And hopefully you won't need to get a mortgage for a tank of gas too long. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is a former professional tennis player who is in the Ontario uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Please welcome for the first time to Lens Burning Bush, the very lovely Carlene Bassett Saguso. Carlene, how are you? And thank you for joining. No, I'm fine, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Awesome, Pleasure. awesome. And, of course, uh, the sports fan that you are, you're at a soccer game today, fitting us in. I, I really appreciate that. No, no problem. Now, I just mentioned about the gas prices. I'm sure you've seen it. It's re- you know ridiculous. Everybody's up in arms about it, but there's really nothing we can do. Well, no, it is what it is. I mean, it's like anything in life. It's how you look at it, and then you have to deal with, you know, it is. I mean, in a lot of ways, we should be going electric anyway, yeah. um, and I think it's a big push in that direction. Um, but, you know, I'm really lucky here in Delray. I just take the golf cart everywhere. I never <laughs> use my car. I actually have to fill up my Suburban because we're big horse barn people. And it's $120 to fill that baby up. And I just said, no, nah, we're not doing the barn today. 
Yeah, 120 bucks is a little bit much for that. So let's yeah. get into a little bit. Uh, obviously, you came on the tennis scene early on, uh, age of 15, I believe, uh, which, I mm-hmm. you know, amazing to uh, to do that. What You know, it, it's so tough for people, especially at that age, to play in the professional ranks. And you you really did a great job. I mean, you, you got through um, in the Australian Open. You, you played Chris Everett all of those things but how did how did it how was it being a 15 year old on the on the tennis tour well i actually was 13 oh my early was 13 i was a number one um canadian women's canadian player at at the age of 13 so uh i was i've been you know i was always on the road even as a little girl i mean with my dad with all his um entrepreneurial adventures in the sports worlds and football hockey etc we were you know our whole life was it was like that and so when I was sent away from home, just turning 11 and, you know, training six, seven hours a day and then tournaments every week. And I really never felt like the jump into the professional world was really that much bigger other than the fact I was playing, you know, older ladies. Yeah, it, 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 tremendous, uh, you know, on that. And, and, your, and your dad, uh, like John Bassett, owned the uh, Tampa Bay Bandits in the USFL. He had some work in the uh, WFL and certainly led you to play tennis. Yeah, well, he played Davis Cup himself for Canada, uh, and he played Davis Cup for squash also. And he was the youngest ever at, um, to be drafted to the Maple Leafs with goalie at 17. And his uh, father said, absolutely not, you're going to run the family business. Um, so he had the sports genes in from the get-go. We were always competing in our family. It didn't matter what we are doing. Motorbikes, you know, just it was – and it was one activity after another. Everything was always a competition. You had to be number one. Oh God! Yeah, and I'm doing the same thing now. <laughs> what are, What are you doing now? Uh, what am I doing now? Yeah, like, or what I, um, well, right now I'm at the soccer game for my grandkids, and then my two kids played new, and um, and then uh, Lennon. This is like the one week she doesn't have travel soccer, but you know, I'd be doing travel games with her. And we were showing ponies last weekend because she's a jockey rider for my girlfriend's um, top hundred ponies in the country. So, you know, you know, I played like four single sets yesterday. I'm just, I'm on a soccer team. I'm on an adult soccer league. I, um, I'm doing real estate. I'm running. I'm kite surfing. I'm doing, I mean, I like, I, I almost died for two. Like if you would have seen me six months ago to now, you wouldn't even recognize me because wow. like, yeah, for two years I had a thing called anxiety death and, and I'm sure a lot of people for watching have, have known someone who's had it and it's it's the worst possible place anybody can human can be in and i mean i went away four times last week uh, for treatment for it and nothing worked i was treatment resistant to medication etc so i literally couldn't even exercise for 10 months i couldn't leave the house i mean i was paranoid um i could only think one thought it was awful i couldn't even touch my children um and so when i went away you know they said we don't know what to do with you so I went back to my cannabis doctor because I'd broken all my bones from the horses. And that when I when I got depressed, the cannabis worked the opposite for me. The oils, I just do the oils, I don't smoke it. But um, so when I came out of treatment, I was going to put myself into the clinical trials for the psilocybin mushrooms because I'd been investing in those companies for two years. And so I followed all the trials and, you know, it's amazing. And so I decided to go that route within 24 hours. My life had changed. I'm, it cured my anorexia, it cured my alcoholism. It's cured my brain. I'm working for executive businesses at the highest level now. Um, different, different businesses that I've never been in. Um, I no longer wear glasses. I don't have my migraine headaches. 
and um, you know, I almost actually two two weeks ago this Saturday, I was in an emergency room. I almost died. I didn't microdose for four days, and I've had two concussions in the last three months, and and they came back full blown. And so I, I literally thought I was done, oh. and literally, you know, my husband's like, "What are you doing? Go back." go take your shrooms. As soon as I did within like 10 minutes, I was feeling a lot better, but the pressure of the concussion was still there. But, um, but now I'm a hundred percent again. Awesome. So I make it, it lets me do everything. Like I put on 20 pounds. I, it, it's unbelievable. My skin it's just, it, it, it's the greatest. I, I, I'm hoping everybody, you know, at some point incorporates it into their lives because six fifty percent of the CEOs I talk to microdose and they don't even have depression or anxiety. Which by the way, I have zero anxiety and zero stress now. And I live my whole life in a high level of anxiety and mania. Well that, that's, until it fan- that's fantastic. Uh you know. amazing. You know, it's amazing. It's I, I recommend everybody on Netflix watch um Fantastic Fungi. And it will just change your whole way of thinking about medicine and plants and, and everything. I mean, I was on medication for 30 years of my life. I mean, I have two sons who have horrible mental illness. Both of them are now microdosing. And it's night and day. And, um, and myself, I mean, I really should be the poster child because, it, it, I mean, my husband, he's like, says, I've been waiting for this for 35 years, Carly. And he just can't believe a little dab of a mushroom three times a day on my fingertip is can do something like this change like everything about me now, now doctors couldn't figure anything out and and this helps uh and they couldn't figure anything oh, out before, right? China, they only treat cancer right. with mushrooms wow. and and actually uh, md anderson out in houston which is the number one cancer hospital in the country now just incorporated a big uh, innovative alternative practice right next to their hospital which is um which is treating with the mushrooms. In fact, my husband's best friend's wife, nothing's worked here. She's going there to do the mushrooms right now. And I'm so happy. I mean, everybody I talk to, I'm like, just microdose, you know, and, and gradually, you know, like I started with the, the, the chocolate, which was, it's called the well-being, um, mushroom well-being. And that's the most common thing that you'll see. And then I went to Golden Teacher, which is one of the psilocybin. And then now I'm, 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 my, my perfect fit is the penis envy albino. I know it sounds crazy because I have a name, but if you if you actually look at them, they look exactly like penises. Oh, well. Like I know it's it's a crazy, but it's it's the it's the it's the most well rounded shroom that just makes everything good. Because I I live at extreme levels of adrenaline. I'm an adrenaline junkie, and I've only known adrenaline. I've broken everything in my body, and so this just makes my adrenaline better to where it doesn't make me completely crazy. <laughs> Well, that that's fantastic. It really is. And, yeah. and so, you know, getting back to a little bit of, of the tennis stuff, you're just kind of going through, um, you know, what do you, is there anybody now that you look at going, I, I'd like to help them or, you know, cause you, the way you experienced it, it was, it was certainly, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm doing a, a blank on her name, but you know, the, the Hawaiian girl from Japan. Um, oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Asaka. Yeah, Asaka. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone like that, I mean, I can just see her spiraling. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, she's young right now, but she has all the signs that that have where the anxiety, when, once the anxiety starts taking care of you, over your brain, it's just you're in a no-win situation. You, you don't even have, and you see it. And I, I was in that situation, and you can't do anything about it. It's like being in that movie where he's hypnotized and he's like falling and you're grabbing and that's that's what it feels like and it's 
it's such a shame because it's such a simple thing to fix and she could get back into the you know the synopsis of thinking of, of winning again and playing again because once it takes hold of the negative default in your brain it's very very hard to, to, to come back to something if you're not mentally like superior again now would you recommend like with with uh, you know parents today to have their their kids you know at a young age um, just continue to play sports throughout? Is it, a, it, it it's got a good mix, but to, to be that competitive. I, at know, it depends on, you know, you have to know your child. Like, I mean, I have my daughter, Lennon. I mean, she's like a bull. I mean, she's the best in her travel soccer team. She's the best at everything she does right now. You know, we're not at a high, high level yet, but yes, she's going to have to be physical. She's my child that I've got to keep her in sports because she wouldn't know what to do with herself if she wasn't. And then, you know, I have my younger one, who's my smartest of my kids. She's very analytical. You know, she's going to want to be more the animal one. Like, she'll do the ponies. And she'll do the – and she's a phenomenal soccer player, too. But she's my more of my academic. So would I do that to her? Absolutely not. You know, the first three, I, it was the Carlin show. I mean, I, I – you know, I've, I've made amends with my kids so many times because I just pushed them through my own ego. And um, – that's why they had so much anxiety too. Um, so I think you just have to, if the child loves something, God, love anything. And I always say, hopefully it's something with movement because you've got to keep your body moving. And then life's all about energy. And so then I'm all for it. Go for it. And then I try to get involved with what they are doing because when they see me doing it, they want to do it. Now, does does it help? I mean, the fact that your husband Robert Saguso uh, played the game. You you were you were all tennis. You you understood. Both of you understood it. Is does it does that help? You know, having a a husband who so went through sure. it as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, we have such a great balance in that department because he's extremely detailed and anal- he, he sees things way ahead. Where I just didn't like go a hundred miles an hour and which it's a good fit because I'm, I'm the driver and the worker and he, he settles me back, tells me when to move forward. I mean, he really is the, he's the parent. It kind of directs me in which way to go with these girls, with our girls, because I'm with them 24 seven. And when I wasn't well for those two years, they went downhill like bad. And it's interesting to see how our children are just really many replicas of us. Oh, Sure. Sure. Now, one of the things of, of you know, going, growing up and, and being a little famous, you got to, you got to appear in a couple of uh, movies. Uh, did you like that? Uh, I love it. Love it. Yeah, I loved it. Spring Fever yeah. was a movie, uh, I yeah. believe, and The Littlest Hobo was what I had. Mm-hmm. So I did a bunch of commercials. I actually got an uh, Academy Award in Japan for Fuji Xerox. Oh. I was doing back layout flips coming off a trampoline, hitting balls in the air. <laughs> That, and it, yeah, hilarious. You got to YouTube it. It's really cute. Yeah, that that is that is awesome. Uh, I think that uh, you know, to, to movies and all kinds of stuff that we've got now, uh, it does it does help. Uh, you know, especially now with uh, everybody watching uh, streaming services as well. I know, I know. It's great. Yeah, I it, mean, it's so to have access to everything now because it's so much easier than before. Everything was. I mean, what you don't know, you don't know then, obviously. But having what we have now, it's like wow. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit is, you know, just some stuff uh, that you're doing. Uh, you, you, you mentioned horses. Uh, that is yep. a big deal for you right now. Yeah, I love the horses. Love, love, love them. Um, they saved my life. Like I would have to say the animal that really 
like because I struggle I've struggled for 10 years and when I found the horses it it really it prolonged me not to go down faster um yeah they're just a beautiful animal I mean everything about them I could live in a barn I, I love everything about the horse though I mean we show at a very high level um which is great but I I, I much prefer being in the field jumping over stuff like and just galloping and and stuff like that and i think it's such a great thing for children to be around yeah. you know i mean they just they get because they have to become smart because you're dealing with an animal and being on one and just all the equipment and everything has to be so detailed and it's magnificent in the relationships you build you, there's nothing like it my daughter uh rides horses as uh he, she started you know younger and now she's 18 she wants to get back in it again and she's been able to uh do it she she enjoys it a lot and you're right it's great therapy great. and and she was not much you know in the sport she did bowling um she wasn't into but she did love the horses and what's amazing you know, my- a lot of the riders don't do it. it's funny that you yeah. say that most of the riders are like that like like uh, it's such expensive i mean it's so expensive the sport i mean you could do it at any level obviously but the level we're doing it's ridiculous and that's why it's great that my daughter's a jockey rider because i i have to just pay fees and things like that but but most of these kids are 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 definitely not athletic looking by any means yeah. when they're on, on the horse but then again these kids that are on under to two hundred thousand dollar lease ponies that are just like getting on automatic so they don't really have to have any much muscle but you look at the jumpers the, those girls are really fit yeah it's uh it's amazing like my daughter you know she's five foot nothing and she's going up against a big horse and she's picking you know kind of doing stuff so it's kind of amazing how that is yeah. uh yeah you know it is it is it is it is awesome to do that but no it's it's tremendous stuff that you're doing uh you know we're so happy that you're around uh, all the stuff that you've gone through uh no, let's, let's hope I think you have no idea i mean i'm so happy i made it through because i was like this if it weren't for my husband and my husband. it was awful i lived away from home with like heroin addicts and tried just to stay away from the house i wouldn't be around my kids i mean mind you here at delray it's nice but still I really fought hard. You know, I went back to origins and I hadn't even had a drink in a month and this happened to me. It was, it, and so I, it, that was a scary, the scariest thing is when you're losing your mind. There's nothing more terrifying yeah. than that. And I can see how Robin Williams committed suicide because he never got into the plants. He yeah. still was medicine, medicine. Like they tried everything with me yeah. and it only makes it worse when you're in this state. Well, we're glad everything is going well. Uh, do you is any you talked about one show on Netflix? Anything with uh, with the pandemic and everything that you've been watching or streaming? Oh God, I watch everything. I watch everything. My favorite one so far has been the Vikings, the uh, analog. I think it's the one right after the Vikings. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I love Squid Squid Game. Um, I love Yellowstone. Yes. Uh, oh, I love the one where she's a chess player. That oh. was phenomenal. Oh, and you know what's great is Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's on Showtime, right? The, the... That's my that's my second favorite, Yellow Jackets. Um, Billions is a good one. Yeah, Succession. Oh, I love Succession. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great, isn't it? I yeah. can't wait for the next season to come out. Um, you know what's really good is the Nicole Kidman one where she's in Costa Rica and she gives everybody the Ashwanda. Yeah, and they, you know, it's all the it's all the different couples. Yeah, really good. Yes. something like eight friends I, I don't know what it's called it's it's really good um god there's so many good ones yeah i watched oh, I watch, okay 
Which one do you watch? Well, I watched, um, I, I like Ozark, uh, which is... Oh, I watched Ozark, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've watched uh, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. I, I enjoyed that. Oh, how's that? Fantastic. It's, it's, yeah, it's 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 one that will make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll it'll everything. It's got um, it's about a, a a man's wife that uh, has cancer and dies, but they they go through the way it, it works. It's uh, it's oh, a tremendous wow. show. Okay. Yeah, and oh, Rick, Rick, and it's funny too. You. Yeah. It, okay. Good. It, it's funny. Um, I I watched a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of TV. Secession is one of my favorites though because I I uh, I enjoy that a lot. It's a uh, it's. Well, I love finance and business, so it's like, and I understand everything they're talking about, so it's great. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know if you follow any of this, uh, but Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are together, and I don't. Oh, yeah. I, I have yeah. not been able to figure that out yet. Have you? <laughs> I, you know what? That whole Kardashian thing is just so hilarious to me. It's, yeah. it's so hilariously off that it's entertaining. You know, it's just so wrong. It's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, everything they do. And you know what? I it's 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 so ridiculous. I watch it. No, agreed. I, yeah. I think it's. I mean, those yeah. asses are just hilarious. <laughs> it's My a- God. Kim, I mean, Kim's ass looks different. Every time you look at it, it looks different. I, I mean, I think she molds it or something. Even tells Kim to just dress it. She, she does exactly. I, I think you're 100 percent accurate on that. I don't, I don't get it, but you know, there, there is another good show. I just realized that you know, I wanted to mention to you, Better Call Saul. Uh, did you watch the Breaking oh, Bad trilogy? Did, yeah, did you What's watch that about? Uh, Better Call Saul is is basically the prequel to Breaking Bad. Um, it, it is it is with Bob Odenkirk who went, who went through a lot recently, uh, had a heart attack, and now is oh, coming. God. He came back, and uh, so he's he's definitely. Oh, good! I'm glad. That, that sounds amazing. I love Breaking Bad. Yeah, no, you'll like Better Call Saul. It's got a, a lot of good stuff in it, and it shows uh, how they get to Breaking Bad. And apparently, this last season is going to you know go exactly uh they're going to do it where they're going to show it how breaking bad begins so uh, i think that's oh, great yeah. Good to know. but there's about uh, six seasons you got to catch up on well so. i'll do it i, I mean I, I go through binge periods I, like three days takes me to finish one yeah, I, I I was talking about that last week. I did an episode about uh, they're they're starting different things. Like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel is adding. Yeah. They're they're doing the shows like weekly, and they're trying to. Add, and I don't like that. I want it all at once. I want to watch it. If I want to sit there the entire day and watch it, then that's what I want to do. Uh, Me too. You know, to, I did an episode to binge or not to binge last week, and I I really like to uh, I like to binge. So I'm a binger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right until you crash and burn. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with <laughs> that? You're hoping one eye open just to see. It, well, that's exactly what I kept saying. You know, it's just uh, crazy stuff. But, no, I think I, I think it's great. Uh, we got the Academy Awards are coming up. Uh, I don't know if you get excited over that. Uh, it's I kinda, love the Academy Awards. They're fantastic. You, you mentioned uh, that you won a, a Japan Award, so that yeah. there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I was for Spring Fever. I was nominated yeah. for a genie. That's like our oh. Academy Award. And, oh. and I watched the girl in Quest of the Fire and never said a bloody word shook a stick back forth like this. Now, speaking of being on, on a movie set, how how is that? I mean, as a, as a tennis player, you're sitting there, you've got to be good for yourself. But with a movie, you've got to, you've got to be good for everybody. How does that work? Yeah, you, can, you can have a million takes if you want, though. So it's not like, you know, you're on the spot like what you do. Yeah. Or like you're live like an anchor yeah. man. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's pressure. I mean... It's easy. Oh. I mean, 
Because they do like like one. You only do three minutes of dialogue a day. Okay. It's like two three pages a day, and then because they have to do each shot like you know every different angle, up down, all around. I mean, it's actually tediously boring in my opinion. The acting part. Right. I like like I love like writing. I learned how to write scripts. I story to script. I wrote for two years for films inside of China, um, and then I really enjoy horror. Um, and I like the research end of it. When I, I was documenting horror, so I was going to all these different like um, places, and it was really cool. Well, awesome. I I, I think. You know, I, everybody's always like a frustrated singer or a frustrated actor. They always want to be on like I, I always yeah. want you know a sitcom or something like that. But uh, it's not that easy to do. So you know you gotta. Uh, but but the extra takes will help uh, to get yeah. more than more than just the other takes. Well, yeah. is there anything that you want to promote? You mentioned about the, the 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 mushrooms. You mentioned about things. Is there anything that that's near and well, dear to your heart right now? I, yeah, I mean, if there's anything that my pur- my purpose in life right now is to share my story obviously because I should not be sitting here talking to you. And, you know, I, you know, my battle goes back to when I was seven, when I, you know, I was sexually molested, which I did not know until two years ago and to where it came to when that came to is when I went downhill really fast. So I think what's so amazing with mental health now with the pandemic has done and, and the seriousness of it is people are really seeing, everybody has something, but they're really seeing where they're falling and, and it's so open mental health now, which is fantastic because, I mean, nobody should ever be ashamed of it. You have to attack it. And um, and I don't think people judge very harshly anymore. That, And I think we're, we should open, be very, very open to plants. I mean, and, and I, up until like 1930, that's all they were using. And then obviously, they, I mean, it costs nothing to put a shroom in your mouth and it cures everything. So obviously the big pharma's. They're going to shun everything they can and make it a controlled substance, which is retarded. When 50 percent of people that are dead were drunk, and fifty percent of the people that kill are drunk, and then you go and you you legalize something like that. I mean, it's just so wrong. But it's it's the only you know. So what are they going to do? They're going to shut down plants. It's insane. Yeah. And no. uh, but it's becoming. But the thing is, is now it's so open news. It's only a matter of time. I mean, just just Google psilocybin or google mushrooms in the clinical trials you'd be just blown away it cures everything wow that that is amazing i i really you know we don't even glasses anymore yeah well that would be great i mean all this stuff yeah. i mean yeah we we uh you know people go to doctors for a long time and they can't figure things out you mentioned about you know robin yeah. williams and, and and the suicide rate and we need to figure something out because it's obviously yeah. been a huge problem and and Carly, thank you so much for coming on this. I really, oh, uh, I really, I really appreciate uh, you doing this today because I know you're you're uh, you're pretty busy. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow along at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter, the YouTube channel. Uh, you can stream uh, the YouTube channel also on Facebook Live and on Twitter. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can even ask Alexa to play uh, Lens Burning Bush. So a special thank you, Carlene Bassett-Saguso. Thank you so thank much. You. And uh, it's, been a, it's been an ultimate pleasure to have you on today uh, as a kid. Can I just say one last yeah. thing I wanted to mention to oh, everybody. Yeah. I've been married for 36 years, and our marriage has never been better. Oh, that's awesome. Since I started taking the shrooms. Because I was a bad blackout drunk for a lot of years, right. yelling at him and screaming. I train all day and do that. And, you know, he stuck it in there. 
and he, I, I can't, it, like, I cry like four times a day and think, and I see God in everything because I don't believe this is reality the uh, way I feel. That, and it's just, it's an amazing, amazing place. And I just want people to know there is hope because so many of us live with such darkness and we don't know how to get it, release it. And there's definitely hope. Well, thank you so much, uh, Carlene Bassett-Saguso. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.